Oh, hello. Hey, hey, I'm Drew Arrington. I'm a senior at LaGrange High School. Um, and so I'm going to be sharing a message today. Pretty cool. Um, just a fun little story about me. Actually, I'll just wait for that. But um, turn, uh, we're going to be reading out of Matthew 4, 17 today. It's like going to be kind of our main verse. And so if you, while you're turning there, if you have like your Bible, we'll have it on the screen. But I want to tell you a funny story about me. Um, this has no relevance whatsoever to what I'm going to be talking about. Like, when I say it means nothing, it means nothing. But um, just a fun story about me. When I was in second grade, um, we were in class, and um, I had to use the bathroom really bad. And, uh, and so, you know, I raised my hand, waited for the longest time ever, and she, like, never called on me. And um, so she finally called on me, and by this time it was, I mean, it was clo- close call. It was breaking point almost. And so I, I ran to the bathroom, and I get in the bathroom, and I realize that I'm in the girls' bathroom. And then so... So I'm like, oh, crap. So I run out of there, and I'm like halfway down the hallway, like 10 steps from the boys' bathroom, and then I just fill it, and I'm like, crap. I just rep, wet my pants. And so I didn't, the funniest part is I didn't tell anyone for the rest of the day until I got on the bus, and I was sitting beside this kid, and I was like, dude, I wet my pants today. He was like, why are you sitting beside me? <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's just a funny story about me. So now you know, like, hey, that's Drew. He wet his pants in second grade. Um, so... Um, before we start reading the verse, I just want to pray. So, God, you're amazing. Thank you for this opportunity. I pray that it wouldn't be me that speaks today. Like, seriously, I don't want to say a single word, God. I pray that it be only you, Holy Spirit. Um, in your name, let you get all the glory, not me. And uh, convict us this morning. In your name, I pray. Amen. And so, we, we look at Matthew four seventeen. It might be on the screen. It says, this is a little background on this. This is after Jesus has come out of the wilderness and being tempted by Satan. Like literally the devil himself was tempting Jesus in the wilderness. And so Jesus comes out of the wilderness and he's ready to begin his public ministry. And so like the, literally the first, this is like, he says a little bit before this, like just to fulfill a prophet or a prophecy from Isaiah. And it's like something that I don't really understand. But <laughs> says, yeah, but he says people living in darkness have seen great light and stuff like that. But then after that, like this is the first thing he says. And he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Your version might say is at hand. And that's the one I like. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, New International Version says, it, um, or NIV, whatever, says has come near, which if I'm near you, like we're probably in the same room. Um, so the kingdom of heaven has come near. So like, what is the, why is he saying this? Why is he saying repent, you know? I think it's because like in the Old Testament, like they're thinking that God is, you know, up there only, you know? And so I think he's coming, Jesus came to connect us as humans to the Father. And so Jesus comes to earth and he says, hey, look, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven to earth. Can we agree with that? Like Jesus brought the kingdom to earth. And so um, I believe, like also this is in all four gospels, which is pretty cool. Um, And so I believe that also like, you know, we're supposed to live like Jesus. And I think he wants us to do the same thing. I think he wants us to bring the kingdom to earth too. You know, I, I, you know this, this weekend we were talking about community and like the church and like, I think it's to, like done time for being like where the church is only a Sunday type thing. I think it needs to be like, we live it out during the week, you know? And, and it's not like, I don't think Jesus came to save us so that we would just get saved and then wait until the rapture and then just go to heaven. Like, and that's cool and you'll still go to heaven but I think he actually wants us to bring the kingdom to earth like he did. 
and I'll, I'll prove this to you a little bit, and we look at um, the Lord's Prayer, you know, like, or whatever, that the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and this is in um, Matthew 6, I think. Yeah, Matthew 6, like, starting at verse 9. The disciples are like, hey, Jesus, how do we pray? How are we supposed to pray? And they're not, saying, ask, they're not asking Jesus, how do you pray? They're saying, Jesus, how are we supposed to pray? And he says, he says this, he says, this then is how you should pray, the disciples. Who else, who believes that they're a disciple of God in here? Like, I believe I'm a follower of Jesus. Like, I'm a disciple, I'm his disciple. So, I believe he's talking to me. He said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So give him praise. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how we're supposed to pray. I think he wants us to bring the kingdom to earth, the kingdom of heaven to earth. We turn later and, and go to John 4, 14, 12. And Jesus says, this is like, he's about to go into heaven. And he says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, I'm a believer, will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. So we're supposed to do the works that he's done and greater things than these. So we're supposed to bring the kingdom to earth. Jesus brought the kingdom to earth. I think we are supposed to also. So you're like, Drew, well, how do you even do that? What does that even mean, like bringing the kingdom to earth? Like, that's kind of crazy. You know, I've never, like, that's weird. Um, <laughs> but I, you, there's many ways, but I think I kind of narrowed, I tried to narrow it down to like three. So, because I mean, I could talk all day you, about bringing the kingdom to earth like Jesus and living like Jesus. But we turn to Acts 2.42, and this is, this is like the, like right after Pentecost, and, and this is what like the ch early church was doing. Like, you know, we're a church, so like, I believe, like, maybe we should do some of these. And um, it says this is what the early church was doing. And it actually says that after they did this, like, 3,000 were added to the church. And it's not a promise that, like, um, that, like we're going to have 3,000 people if you do these four things um, today, you know, added to the church. But I think it is a, is a promise for, like, this is, shows success. This shows, like, you will see fruit if you, if you start these things. And if you do these things, you're on the way. You're on the right track to bringing the kingdom to earth. And it says, so, so we'll read the verse, Acts 2.42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What in the world? Like, the apostle Paul is not here to preach to us anymore, so how are we supposed to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching? I heard a pastor say one time, like, he said, like, the stuff that Paul writes down in the Bible and he, he was teaching, it's so crazy. Like, that I think if Paul had a church in LaGrange, Georgia, like, there'd be, like, seven people that attended it. And, um, because it is pretty, so some of the stuff's, like, crazy, like, we you know, um, and then also Jesus, too. Like, Jesus was always flipping stuff around, like, you know, changing the way things were. Like, Paul was doing that, too. But so Paul's not here to preach to us anymore, so what do we do? Like, how do we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching? Well, what were the apostles' teaching? Back then, they were, they were teaching God's word. They were literally teaching God's word. And so I think we need to devote ourselves to God's word. And they were also, everywhere they went, like, the apostles were telling people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were telling, hey, look, this guy, Jesus, he came and he died for you. And I think that's awesome. I think we should devote ourselves to the gospel, to God's word. And I think we should really make time to, to, to read God's word, you know? Because I think we should devote ourselves to God's word. And it also says they devoted themselves to fellowship. What does fellowship mean? You hear it a lot in church. I think it means, like, community, you know, just being with one another. It says later in, in like, in Acts 2 that, like, they would sell their, their houses and then give to those in need. 
in, in the fellowship of believers. That's what they were called. They weren't called like the church yet. They were just called the, the fellowship of believers. Um, and so um, community, they, they, they devoted themselves to community. And they, so they would sell their stuff. And like, this doesn't mean like that we have to, like everyone in here has to sell your house and then give all the profits to the, to the needy. But I think it does mean if it, a fellow brother or sister in Christ is in need, I think we need to fulfill that need. I think we need, and whether it's a spiritual, monetary, I don't know what kind of need it is, but I think we need to go to them because they're, they're, they're our community. I think we need to spend time with one another, not just one hour on Sunday. They also devote themselves to the breaking of bread. Who else likes this? <laughs> I love it. I see it. I'm like, uh, they devoted themselves to going to Moe's. You know, um, and they devoted themselves to eating. Like, it's crazy. And, and, like, what does that mean? Like, oh, they devoted themselves to eating. They were, like, they didn't, like, work, like, practicing gluttony, but they were making Jesus a part of their everyday life. Like, think about three things that we do every day is, like, eat, use the bathroom, and sleep. So <laughs> they made that a part of their everyday life. They, I believe they, they devoted themselves to, to having real conversations around the dinner table, around eating. Because that's what we're doing most, like, three times a day. Unless you're like me and don't eat breakfast two times a day. Maybe at midnight. And then also the last thing they devote themselves to in this verse is prayer. A.K.A. talking to God. Also known as a relationship with God. Like, it's hard to be friends with someone. Like, my best friend, he lives in, in Athens and, like, it's hard to be friends with him if I don't still call him every day, you know, or still call him like once a week or something. My sister moved to college. It's hard to not, not be friends with her if I, don't, if I don't keep in touch. It's hard to be friends, best friends with someone that you know and like are really close to if you would never speak to them. And like and they, if they would never speak back, it would be hard to be, be friends too. And you're like, well, Drew, how do I know when God is speaking? Well, it's kind of hard to hear God speak if you're not listening for him. He's not, like, he's most likely, he's not just going to, like, knock you out and say, hey, I'm right here. Um, most of the time, we have to make alone time for him. And that's hard to do in our culture, in our society, because you can't go 10 seconds without getting another Snapchat. Or, you know, especially for, for me. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough. Or maybe it's Facebook, or maybe it's something on the news, I don't know. But it's, but it's hard to, like, tune all that stuff out. And make time for God himself and, and vote ourselves to prayer. And like this is, this is like I said, this is almost like an equation. Like for how, how God wants us to be. Us as, as the fellowship of believers. So the second way we bring the kingdom to earth. Because if you're doing those four things, like you're, you're, you're well on the way to bringing the kingdom to earth. But the second way we bring the kingdom to earth is through unity. It's through unity. Ephesians 1, 9, and 10, it says, With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times read their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. So he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure. It pleasures him to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. There's two words that stand out to me here, and it's all things and under Christ. Two phrases. See, 
He didn't say bring unity to just some things. He didn't say just bring unity to the Baptist church. He didn't say just bring unity to this race. He said, he said all things. And then also he didn't say bring it to unity through sports. He didn't say that. He didn't say it through all this other stuff. He said under Christ. Because you may look different than someone. You may have been raised different than someone. But it's Christ is the, is the center. Christ is the common denominator, some could say. For us as different people, Paul says in 1 Corinthians that we are one body. Um, he says, for just as the body is one and he has many members and has many members, all of the members of the body through many are one body, so it is with Christ. So we are members of one body. And, and he says also, like he says, like, you know, you know, the eyes have different purpose. And so we have different gifts. We have different stuff that we can do. And we have um, different callings on our life. But we are one body. And Christ is the center. It's all through Christ. So I believe the Father's will is to bring unity to the church or to the family of believers. I think it kind of hurts God to see an all-white church or an all-black church. Or us, or like maybe the Presbyterians hate the Methodists. I think that kind of hurts them. I don't think he likes to see that especially in like our town, because I, I feel like that, that could be prevalent or relevant. I don't know. But yeah, Paul says we are one body. So I think we need to pursue unity with the family of believers. And the final way that, that this isn't the, the final only way, this is the third way we bring the Holy, that, that we bring the kingdom to earth, and it is through the Holy Spirit. I feel like a lot of times we, we leave out the Holy Spirit um, we forget about him, or maybe we're scared. But it is, an, it is impossible to bring heaven to earth without the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit is the third of the Trinity. And I'll just read this verse to you. It says in Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, he's, he's, and this is Paul writing a letter, and he's telling like he wants them to realize these things. He says, and his incomparably great power for us who believe, for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. So he's literally saying the same, the, the same power that's in us when, you know, we, we receive the Holy Spirit, the same power that is inside of us, for us who believe, is the same power that rose Jesus Christ himself from the dead. And I think, I think a lot of, I, I didn't realize that until a year ago. And man, my, my world has changed. When you realize that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is inside of you, and it's never about you, it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. See, that's, that's like literally the main thing. Like, the Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. Always. And I feel like if we are convicted by the Holy Spirit to do something, and maybe it's crazy. Like, Paul writes about these gifts in, like, 1 Corinthians, and, like, maybe he's calling you to do that. If it points to Jesus, then do it. A famous NFL quarterback I'm actually wearing his jersey, Derek Carr. He says, he says, if it glorifies God, do it. And that's awesome. I think that's a, a, an awesome quote. If it glorifies God, do it. It's like so, so simple but so meaningful. And so if we turn to Acts 3, I'm going to read a story real quick. And um, it's kind of at the beginning of Acts 3. And he's talking about um, Peter and John, and they're, they're walking to this temple. And I believe they put some of this to the test. I, I believe they listened. To, see, because Jesus, if we go back to John 14, 12, 
he says, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing and greater things than these. I, I can't do the works that Jesus did by myself. I can't do greater things than Jesus did by myself. It's gotta be through the Holy Spirit. I need some help because he says, I'll send you a helper, an advocate. And we need that. And it's never about us. It's not about our glory. If, if, you're, if you're using the Holy Spirit to give yourself glory, like, then you're missing the whole point. It's about Jesus. And so I believe that, that, that Peter and John, they, they're like, hey, let's put this to test. Let's see if, if this power that rose Jesus from the dead really is in us. Let's, let, let's see if, 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 if we really can do the same things he's done. Let's bring the kingdom to earth like Jesus told us to do. He told us to pray that. So it says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. I don't know why they were going at three in the afternoon. Maybe it was just the time of prayer. Maybe so. Now a man who was lame from birth, he, could, he couldn't walk. He was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. I love that that temple gate's called Beautiful. I don't know why, I just like it. Where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple court. So he was a well-known man. He was there every day. Every day he was there. He couldn't walk, he was just begging for some money. He just needed something to eat. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. How many times has someone asked you, go, asked you for money going to the restaurant and you, and you look straight at them? I can't name a, a lot of times where I've done that. And then Peter said, look at us, with an explanation point, maybe look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And I love this. This is, this is awesome. Because um, the, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have, I will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them to the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized it as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple court. He was a well-known man. He sat at those, those temple court gates, and they, they recognized it. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. God showed his glory that day because Peter and John put enough trust into him to say, hey, maybe I'm going to start bringing the kingdom to earth. And this doesn't mean that every time you see someone asking for money that you have to heal them. It doesn't mean that every time, you, but it doesn't mean that you have to like, oh, you see someone that can't walk, that you have to pray for them and heal them like they did. But I think it does mean that you have, that we are convicted and called to share the gospel. Because see, and, and show them Jesus and to show them the love of Jesus. Because this guy, he got up and he praised God. Whenever he walked, he praised God. He got up and walked and jumped for joy because he, man, God had worked in his life. They put the test, these things. And they brought the kingdom to earth this day. This is mean like this happens every day. But I believe the whole Bible. I believe some of this stuff is real. Actually, all of it. And so I, that, this convicted me to start bringing the kingdom to earth and not only in ways of like healing because you know that's, that's, that's hard and maybe hard to understand and stuff like that but 
but in ways of just living my life like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. And I want to point everything I do, I want everything I do to point to Jesus. I want to walk in friendship with him. Man, I want to bring the kingdom to earth. So like during this time of response, like if you're like, like me and like, hey, I want to start bringing the kingdom to earth because I've been living this Sunday, Wednesday type life and I've done nothing else. I, I, maybe I've been, I've, I got saved and like, I'm just waiting to go to heaven. And that's cool and you still will go to heaven. But, but maybe, maybe you want something more. To start living like Jesus. To start bringing the kingdom to earth. To let your kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for, for just speaking. Man, I couldn't do this without you. I love you, Jesus. Father, be praised. Don't let me get any glory. I pray for everyone in here that wants to start bringing the kingdom to earth. May you empower them and let your love shine through them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.